This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Today's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast comes in association with Nutmeg, the Scottish football periodical. The subscription-only quarterly publication is filled with top-quality writers, great articles, and fascinating stories about the beautiful game in Scotland. Get your subscription at www.nutmegmagazine.co.uk. Welcome to Wednesday's episode of the Terry Scottish Football Podcast. My name is Craig Fowler and I'm joined by Joe Skid. Hello. And Sean McGuigan. Hello. Now we're recording this on a Wednesday because this, this is going to be my last show for at least three weeks. And with me Holy being away shit. tomorrow. And <laughs> yes. So right away I'm apologising in advance for the fact that the podcast may not come out in the days it's supposed to. It also may not come out in sound at all. Um, <laughs> And anything else that goes wrong in the time I'm away, um, I will be trying to avoid my phone as little as possible and trying to care as little as possible because I've got to America and I've got quite a lot crammed in these three weeks and I'd rather yeah. not be checking the WhatsApp group every week, tearing but, my hair out. And then the fact is Craig Cairns is also away at the moment yeah. and I'm away for a week. Um, there might be no podcast for a week, that's what we're saying. <laughs> not next week, but the week after there's uh, there's three of us who are just gone. I, I, could, I could just have a monologue about the next race, Rovers manager. That's fine, and uh, but then you need to upload it. Oh, can I do that? Yeah, <laughs> that's 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 the main issue. So that's the first thing I get out of the way. Um, secondly, we want to say congratulations to the Scottish women's team who have made it to a World Cup, unlike those useless bastards on the men's team. Yeah. I've, I've been on some holidays already. 
Yes, I, we've actually decided already. Uh, I think anybody who knows us knows that we know absolutely fuck all about the women's game in Scotland. Uh, but we will hope to change that before next summer, where we've already planned that we shall be going to the World Cup. And I think we've even decided that we'll do it in shifts so that we can stay there for the duration. I can only do the first week, so I'd that's like, fine. I'd like to. Uh, I'd like to say Bugsy the first week. Um, if it, uh, Bugsy. Bugsy. That means that I've. I would say Bagsy. Bagsy. Yeah. I've had for five who do things differently. That's true. Never heard Bugsy before. No. Um, taxed. I've never heard that before. You're not taxed. Uh, I don't think don't like quite stretched arrogant. Okay. <laughs> no, but if, if the if the women's team are anything like men's team at the the, the finals, then you're you're week and a half. You'll be completely fine. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. The entire group stage and all our yeah. games are covered. Right, everybody will be scrambling to go for the first week. But I didn't notice BBC Alba. They confirmed that they've got. Um, They've, I think they've got qualifiers for the next few campaigns or friendlies, uh, and the domestic games as well. I think they're showing them on that, so it should give us plenty of opportunity to. They had a record yeah. crowd as well. I think was it four and a bit thousand. Four and so a bit thousand. Presumably, presumably that will grow and grow. Yeah, uh, Stephen Thompson um, is he's a big uh, fan of the women's. I think he does a lot of it for BBC. Listened to him on Sports Sound last night. He was he was fantastic. Um, he was presenting. Uh, but he was put across his opinion. He was asking. It was, it was really smooth, much more so than uh, the, the the normal sports town, which was just an absolute jabroni fest. <laughs> Duncan Mackay is already excited about the Panini sticker album. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me, about Duncan. <laughs> Although there's not enough words in the Panini. I was going to say you can't read that. <laughs> I know. You can read it in 17 seconds. <laughs> Right, uh, there's a couple of things to, uh, that we're going to talk about first. Well, basically two managers we're going to talk about and then we're going to move on to the best moments of the season so far. So what we'll oh do... Oh boy. So what we'll do... We'll not get through all of them. There's absolutely no. loads already. Uh, no. these, by the way, these pages I've put in front of you guys, these double-sided are double-sided as well. Um, so we're definitely not going to through 18 all 18 pages, front <laughs> and back. <laughs> so... We're basically going to run the podcast. Was it 18 pages? I hope I got a reference right. I think it was 18. Uh, Stop throwing me off. So we're going to to do this up until about the 45, 50 minute mark of the podcast. I'm going to stop and I'm going to do the Patreon and I'm going to do another half an hour. And then that's going to be us. So then we'll just stick a pin wherever we are up to and then we'll pick it up again. And I don't know, next month or something. Yep, fine. Cool. Right, let's start with... Let's actually start. Let's 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 do a wee bit. Of, I'd say we're going to talk about a couple of managers, but let's first of all talk about the shambles that is the SFA disciplinary panel. Brilliant, absolutely fantastic. And the way that these decisions are now kind of made, uh, because in the last couple of days we've had Alan McGregor not get pulled up for his kick out at Christopher Iyer. And then today it was revealed that Mikey Devlin did not win his appeal for um, the definite not red card of pulling back even Brophy in the Aberdeen killing game. A fr- a what the mine, fuck is going on? A friend of mine is a, is a referee, uh, not Craig Anderson, uh, one of the guys got the, the Hearts games with. He's a uh, referee and he thought Devlin's was a red card. That which just, just goes to show you, and uh, I think it just goes to show you that it's like subjective it's just yeah. the, the rules it's very very hard to be definitive on stuff I listened to a discussion about it on was it Sports Sound on Monday night uh, I think there was disagreement about whether or not it was a, a red card or not yeah I think uh, Michael Stewart was adamant it was red card Darrell Broadfoot he was uh, he was sticking to the rules because uh, I think they, they, they changed this season which he made the point that a lot of referees um, who have finished the game and get asked their opinions 
so a lot of them are not up to yeah, date don't. with the up to date rules. So I think IFAB brought out new ones for the 2017-2018 seasons as updates. So if Daryl Broadfoot was sticking to the rules, then surely he was right. So that was, yes. so that was last season. You said 17-18. Sorry, I think they got updated for seventeen eighteen, right. and I think they're still in. Yeah, yeah, still in operation. Yeah. I think that was right because <clears throat> violent conduct was. Kind no, no, of... sorry, eighteen nineteen. I just made an answer that. <laughs> I remember reading the other day. <laughs> Carry on. So, yeah, the McGregor one, I can, I can see why the one, one of, because that's the thing as well. For the compliance officer thing, it's no longer a compliance officer. It's now three different referees who don't have a discussion about it, they all go away independently, watch the footage, and then give their verdict, and it has to be unanimous. So I don't think you're going to get a lot of retrospective red cards this season, unless it's absolutely clear-cut. Now, I know a lot of fans are going to be saying this is definitely clear-cut, I definitely kicked out them. However, (laughs) there's the angle, there's a kind of angle from the opposite end of the park, like the kind of zoomed-in one, but it's kind of from the perspective of behind the Celtic goal at the other end. Mm-hmm. We see McGregor kicking out, and from that angle, it doesn't look like there is that much contact made. It kind of looks like he, he, he might rake his studs a wee bit, which might cause Ayer to be injured, but it kind of looks like he goes to kick him, but he doesn't get kind of full contact. He doesn't go into him like that. He just kind of does it and he, he gets him a bit kind of going down his thigh a bit. Now, some people could call that a red card and personally I, th- I think there was enough in it to call it a red card. But I can see if somebody looks at that and goes, that's not quite excessive force or brutality. Yeah, I, I, I found a lot of similarity in it with Stephen Naismith on Johnny Hayes in the Heart Celtic. That one, McGregor's one, he, he kicks it more violently for me. Yeah, he, he kind of thrusts his leg a bit more. Hayes' one was just kind of, get away kind of thing. Uh, however, both of them... <laughs> I don't think it is part of the... Well, I mean, endangering an opponent, I suppose it has to be considered where he kicked them. Because mm-hmm. that's common. Chris well, go- on about it. It's like, if he's like um, kind of pushed in his side or leg, it's, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't feel it was like really violent. Um, I don't think it was going to... MMA. MMA, yeah. But if it was, for example... If, if it, it happened was, in the street. <laughs> yeah, it was brilliant claxon from Commons. I like that. I always appreciate that. Absolutely nonsense. <laughs> uh, however, if it was, for example, if Ayers um, face neck s- straight red card has to be ankle, the, ankle, ankle, knee, something like that. Nah. Something that could cause a bit of injury. Yeah, sort of like a really sensitive area. It's kind of the same in tackles as well. If you make a tackle and you go into opponent's ankle or 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 knee or, or kind of into their shin bone like straight on a referee's more likely to give a red card rather than you kick him at like the thigh or like the calf yeah okay <laughs> stop it oh no so I thought it was a statement or something. yeah, I was just, yeah, yeah, yeah okay yeah. I thought you were going to pick it up after I misread no, your no, face that was, that, that, that's what I was, kind of, I, was, I was getting at it's like you have to um, because there's a lot of kind of leeway around the rules in terms of just comes right in the, right the point that it's endangering an opponent. You, you have to take into consideration where the, the the challenge happened on on the body. This is the problem: is that there's so much subjectivity that if you're asking for three different refs to look at one decision and come to a unanimous conclusion, you're not going to get a lot of things overturned. Although, Especially what, Scottish. Is it the same? I don't know. I've not had the chance <laughs> to find this out yet. Is it the same for appeals? Because how did Morelos one house? Because I think somebody would have looked at that and said that's a red card. Did they? Did they? Have they gotten themselves into a bit of a pickle because of the Morelos incident? Is that almost set a precedent? 
Because I don't think I don't think they are. I don't think it is supposed to be a president. No, I don't think you're meant to. Uh, but have they? But have they done it? I think obviously subconsciously, I think it's that's uh, that's been taken. Uh, that's that's played its part. It might be that the, over the course of the season, the Morelos one is the outlier, and that's one of the few ones that gets overturned. Or, or in the case of uh, a retrospective one, who acts, the decision actually gets made. Basically, the decision changes for what happens on the park, and. Because it's come at the start, we've now taken that, as you say, judged it up against all others. But it might just be that's the outlier, and it's just come at the start rather than in the middle. Mm-hmm. Or it's a you know pro Rangers conspiracy. <laughs> I um I remember Duncan talking about uh, them filming these kind of panels uh, and like like so you can. Oh no! It was, it was about the Hamilton when they lost their money. It's like oh, we should uh, they should be getting uh, filmed this kind of stuff, and they should be doing that with uh, the, the panel because it's it's great. He was sitting there. Well, I don't know what's going to happen. They just this this is just absolute nonsense. Yeah, uh, the other. I mean, what you could do as well is just have one person deciding for everything, one former referee. But this is Scottish football. We know that's not get Ian Brains to do it. Absolutely useless. <laughs> Regardless of who it is, it's just going to have fans, thousands and thousands of fans saying he's the fucking worst person in the world. I used to hate Ian Brines, uh, so I would quite like, to, like him to do it. Is, is, is Crawford Allen retired now? Yes. Get him to do it, because I, I despise him. There you go. Crawford um, Allen was a Hearts fan, I think, so... Was he? How dare you, Sean? That's another reason. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's move on. Alan Stubbs, no longer manager of St Mirren. But he only had eight games, Joe! It's not enough time! Wait, hang on, was it eight? No, it was more than that. Four, Four League nine, Cup games. Five games. League Cup games, would it not been? Nine, nine, nine games. games. Nine games. Um, I got pumped off Aberdeen. Five League Cup games. I thought it was a horrendous decision. Keep them all until the end of the season, <laughs> until they get relegated. <laughs> I think it shows you that literally every, just about every single St. Martin fan I've come across, even on social media, where usually you just seem to get people arguing the contrary side just for the sake of it, are saying, good, glad he sacked. We've we've spoke about it before that you cannot use uh, a successful cup run, be it getting to the final or winning a cup, as some kind of barometer as whether or not a manager is any good. And if you take that aside, and I know maybe you shouldn't, but if you do take that aside, he's done for his entire managerial career, he's done nothing of note other than be bad. He had a midfield of Scott Allen, uh, John McGinn, and Dylan McGeoch in the Championship, <clears throat> and didn't fail to get a promotion. And then you've seen what Neil Lennon... Yeah, that's quite damning in retrospect, isn't it? The, uh, It's so... Unsurprising. Well, hang on, hang on. You say McGinn, Allen and McGeoch. Mm-hmm. They never really played together. McGinn was signed at the end... McGinn was signed about a month before Allen left. Well, they had two of the three. <laughs> and still, yeah, failed to, get, uh, failed to get promotion. They also had Fraser Fivey. Fraser Fivey, yep. And... Uh, <laughs> I was going to take the pitch. Yeah, a strong. <laughs> I mean, he was good. Okay, no, yeah, sorry, uh, strong defence as well. So he, he did. Uh, overall, I don't think he'd, he's always going to be a legend, Hibs, because of what he did. Oh, yeah, so. Overall, in terms of. Uh, what kind of remind me of it was a longer stretch of, for example, Paolo Sergio. He, uh, he did really poor for Hearts. Not really poor, but mediocre in league. Yeah. And uh, kind of massive that cup run. Stubbs just did that over a longer period, I, I, I feel. It was no surprise to me to see his pals in the media and uh, managers, uh, current managers, also. Ma- uh, managers never. Up. What's the point in fucking asking managers if I think a manager should be sacked? They're never going to say yes. Never. What's the fucking point? Remember, St. Mon have already been in a situation reasonably recently where they hung on too long to 
uh, Tommy Craig. So I suppose they really didn't want to be in that same position again. But yeah, it's like uh, there's there's been calls for and um, uh, kind of a manager transfer window, but it's it's absolutely <laughs> no. It's like right, the, the, you've you've brought him in game right. So for example, nine nine games, not a lot of time, but it's more than it's more than nine games. Um, behind the scenes, I know that it's was not going well. He didn't endear himself to the the, the current staff um, straight away. The players. Um, the players straight away. There was in there was there was uh, one or two incidents uh, when they were on La Manga before La Manga. The, uh, the Stokes thing, which uh, John Hughes barely just dropped in uh, last night with Sports Sound. When I think uh, it, was, it was trying to be kept under the wraps. Uh, and his signings looked terrible. His signings, I his signings were awful. Two from uh, the 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 Vardy, Acad- uh, Vardy Academy. One of them, Cody uh, Cody Cook, uh, who I think uh, is, is not not rated highly at St Mirren. Um, Cole, I cannot pronounce his, his surname. Um, he doesn't deserve to have a pronounce yet. He's not any good. He is abs- He's he's absolutely hopeless. I think they dropped Jack Baird. He dropped he dropped Jack Baird and played Alfie Jones and the the the, the cowboy. Uh, I'm should find his, his second name. It's it's similar to Egg Piazza. Um Goes by K. <laughs> it, it's similar to Egg Piazza if you take away the I. Quetka. <laughs> Quet- uh, yeah, so yeah, they played him and Alfie Jones, who's on loan from Southampton against Livingston, and my goodness, they were an absolute gang. Uh, I think Jack Beard did come on, come in from criticism from fans, but I think they soon realised that he was the best, like kind of the best of the bad bunch. They finished, he changed up against Hearts. He went three five two, and they started okay at Tynecastle, then um, they kind of just got blitzed, and the second half it was just kept at arm's length. Some of their defending was um, haphazard, and they are finishing attacking wise. They didn't have uh, much going for them. I think they started with only five of the team who got promoted last season, and you look to see what Livingston. Uh, they started with seven, uh, seven of the team who got uh, promoted finished well, well below St Mirren against Hibs one two one, and uh, so I think Stubbs has just tried to. Change too much too quick. He's, he's made a St. Murn team who was significantly better than Livingston last season, and he's made them significantly worse by the looks of things uh, this season. That's that's not a, a particularly impressive turnaround. But the thing that media like people say oh, he deserves more time. Why? Why does he deserve more time when it's clear the reason St. Murn have sacked him? I don't think they. There's not been one sign to suggest. Yeah, that he's I, I, I don't think the board themselves are like. Oh, this is perfectly acceptable. This looks great on us. Just sack them and, and we're barely out of August. They know themselves that it looks ridiculous on their part and it looks bad. And I think they would rather not do it. But they're looking at the fact that the players all hate them, the fans all hate them, the staff all hate them. He <laughs> can't organise a defence and they're in a relegation battle. Where's give him time to turn it around? How, tell me what's there that indicates that he's going to turn that around. There's nothing. I mean, and presumably as well, I'm guessing, at the interview process, he'd be asked about his time at Rotherham, which was a disaster. He would have sold that to them in whatever shape we were form and sold it to them as, well, that was a blip. You know, look at what I've done at Hibs. Finished third, second, won the Scottish Cup. But presumably after the three months or however long he's been in the door at St. Martin, it's become quite evident that Rotherham wasn't a blip. That's, that's the known. I, I, I just think he's got a questionable character, to be honest. Bold. I was going to add the caveat that what I said there about everybody hating them is kind of according to reports. I, I don't know personally, but it seems not only have supporters kind of been saying this, but you've been saying it, people for the media are kind of saying it as well. It's not a well kept secret. 
Right. And there's, uh, yeah, I better not say what uh, I, I want to say because, <laughs> yeah, uh, there's stuff. Um, I'm just, Sean, quickly, very stuff. No, I'll just say, I'm just. I'm you just, can say nothing. I'm just disappointed that he's going to be back on BT. Oh, yeah, and BBC as well. No sky. Sean, Barry Smith. No, nope. the he's, nope. he's No, definitely not. No, well, certainly not after this. Uh, Barry Smith no longer manager of Wraith Rovers. Yeah, that was odd timing. I, I presumed that the, 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 there would be a, a parting of the ways between Wraith Rovers and Barry Smith at some point in the season. I didn't think it would come after two successive wins and eight goals. I'm glad it's come after two successive wins and eight goals. I, I mean, I think he... I think he's been miserable this entire season. I don't think he could quite believe... Just this entire season or... So he's more, more miserable. His entire life has been very sullen. Uh, this season he's been more miserable than normal. I don't think he could quite believe how small the budget was. I think, I mean, they're essentially running a full-time team on a part-time budget. I would imagine that he thought he could probably bring in some loan players uh, over and above a budget that he maybe thought was kind of provisionary he's not been able to do that there's not too many teams in Scotland that haven't been allowed to bring in or that haven't brought in loan players uh, this season apologies he brought in he was told at the start of the season he had a, a budget for a, a backup goalkeeper uh, so he brought in right Ryan Rangers. Stevenson <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not like some way for us to need a goalkeeper we've <laughs> uh, better than McGuffey uh, anyway from uh, <laughs> that game we may discuss later uh, no I, I don't think I could quite believe how low his budget was I think also he may have been slightly clever in that he probably suspects that Wraith Rovers might not win the league this season either. I think it might be a toss of the coin between them and Ambrose. Dumbarton started really poorly, which is uh, a big benefit. He was five minutes away from possibly being out the door after the Airdrie game. Uh, I mean, if that been, hadn't been a capitulation, he may have been out the door that, that evening. I think he's maybe thinking to himself, I may not get promotion again this season. That is not going to look particularly good on my CV. If I was to leave now under my own steam, I'm leaving when the club is joint top of the league, uh, unbeaten uh, in the league with a, a tiny minuscule budget, and that's something that I could possibly sell sell myself on the next time I apply for a job. If it's if he was to get the bullet when they're sitting third, nine points behind uh, Arbroath on a winless run of four games, that's not going to look particularly good to any potential employer. Uh, the problem I, th- I have with it is it's quite funny because all the Ray fans, all the Ray fans, have been hoping he's going to get shown the door. They're now saying, oh, well, I felt they turned the corner. It's, maybe it's better the devil you know. Well, you only seen that two weeks ago. Who's um, disappointing P&B that absolutely loves Barry Smith? Uh, there is. A, a, he's just a troll, though. He just takes up a contrarian opinion okay. to, to everybody and then just takes all the bites. Uh, my concern is... I've got from a point earlier. If he was a Samaritan fan, even he would have wanted Alan Stubbs out the door. Uh, I'd like to think so. <laughs> uh, he's a Craig Anderson alias... <laughs> The, the thing I'm slightly worried about is For the last two seasons I was kind of hopeful that I kind of felt that Jason Thompson was uh, Right back Injury prone Starting to miss big chunks of the season uh, He wasn't getting forward as much He was getting even more uh, suspect defensively And maybe it was time for him to leave So I was kind of glad that happened in the summer And then we just didn't bother replacing him at all So now I really wish it would kept hold of Jason Thompson So there is a bit of me that thinks if we get his replacement right, it's a good thing that he left. If we get his replacement skew with, then link to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> will um, will Barry Smith be going back into management or going back into journalism? Uh, For fuck's sake! Don't get me started on that again. 
Uh, I think more likely journalism, but I do think that he. I think if he got sacked by Rafe Rovers, that would have been the end. Of it. He now hasn't been sacked. He's left with them joint top and unbeaten in the league. And I think it now wouldn't be hopeless. Uh, a it's hopeless quest for like, a new job. It's like, like he's left um, <clears throat> after these two results, given a kind of big um, kind of up you to Rafe Rovers. I'd, I'd been told before the Airdrie game that he had two jobs. He had sorry, two games left to save his job. So whether he. Whether he was also aware of that information, whether it was true, and he was aware of that information, and he just thought, I'm getting out of here. There was a breakdown between him and the board, probably towards the end of last season, and I know during the summer there was members of the board that were very much keen on him to, to be sacked, so there was a split that way, and I, 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 don't think the, I don't think the working arrangement has been particularly good since. So who's, who's likely to be the next Rafe manager in the door to get booed? <sighs> Goodness knows. Laurie Ellis? Uh, Laurie Ellis going to get booed. Uh, he's, he's very popular. And is he still at Dundee United? Because I think he's, he's still there in some capacity. I'm not yeah. sure if he's still the assistant. Because that was a strange one. He went with McKinnon, mm-hmm. took over uh, Dundee United, did well, and then he was kind of kept on as Laszlo's, Laszlo's assistant. But I think Laszlo's brought some other... I think he, he has brought in a... Uh, the, the guy was a horse, I've, the German... German uh, Berger. Berger, yeah. Werner Berger. Yeah. Yeah. That's, oh, that's, that's perfect. Come home, Laurie. But he's... He's taken time off, I think. Berger. Like for personal reasons, I'm pretty sure I read that. I might have made this up. I'm pretty sure I read that because pre- <laughs> it's a tough gig. Because I'm pretty sure that's the only reason I knew he was there was that I read that he was away. So Laurie Ellis might be maybe maybe assistant. he's hiring the Reef Rovers job. <laughs> maybe he maybe he couldn't have found a house within 25 miles of town. <laughs> he's just fed up and listened to Glasgow on about the Mitterfield. <laughs> right, let's move on to the best moments. Mm-hmm. Let's start all the way back in June. And Willow Flood. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, are, we, are we going to take Willow Flood? Is yeah, are we going to come back to him in July, or are we going to just take his whole? We'll just his take whole his, summer. His, his whole summer. Shite summer. An eventful summer. He's it, seen. He's seen the world. It's. It was. Um, it would have been a good kind of break for a, a teenager who's just finished school before they start university, or when they finish, just finish university. Need something to gap you. Get a gap you. Yeah. It's not very good for a footballer when you're in their thirties. Although the worst gap year uh, ever, I think it was more for gap week. <laughs> what in Bali? Well, he might still be there as far as we know. No, he's at Dungeon United. Oh, is he? He yeah. has. He's been training with Dungeon United. Oh, right, I didn't read that. So he's went full circle. <laughs> yeah, five from Bali. Surely they're not resigning him. I like the fact that when he left Alan Johnson, he said, I, "I would not want to hold on to an unhappy player." I've never seen Willow Flood happy. Do you know what that means? Like, if every manager had that opinion, then nobody would ever have kept Willow Flood. <laughs> Because he just looks miserable everywhere he goes. <laughs> Even in Bali, where he's um, that was that was my past. This is my future. He it was uh, on his on the signing video where uh, yeah when he was talking to the camera he looked like he it looked like he tried to force a smile and it was the hardest thing he's ever done. He looks he looked natural pushing about thirteen players as he made his, made his way off the pitch in the playoffs and then had to go to the camera. That was the most natural I've ever seen Willow Flood. I like the fact he actually that does almost a smile when he's like pointing backwards to the camera. Like yeah. he, he's pointing his thumb backwards. He always looks like he's smiling. Then he's only happy when he's angry. I, was a, that was I get a, that. That was a real close up as well, wasn't it? I, I did not want to see a close up of Willow Flood's fizzog. It's um, he, he's, he's he's someone that should be viewed at a distance, even then with um, with glasses on. I like the fact that his arrival uh, in Bali coincided with the volcano blown up. And I mean, I mean, bear in mind. The damage that the Bali sun would do to his skin, I, I dread to think. What, what lava? lava would do? <laughs> Being chased down the road. 
Right, next we've got Lenny getting a great reaction out of Gary Lineker on Twitter. You give him exactly what he wanted. <laughs> and judging by the reactions to that, the reactions were from people who uh, were far more aware of what Lemmy is and what Lemmy does than Gary Lineker. <laughs> I think Gary Lineker realised what he'd done. The only thing I would say about that is if people respond to somebody who's trolling, I think the only way that would be a win for the troll is if it's blatantly obvious that he's trolling. And as opposed to Gary Lineker, it wasn't that blatant what Lemmy was doing. Yeah. Suppose, yeah, and being Lemmy's, I think, mainly a Scottish yeah. comedian. Like, I don't think many people outside of Scotland kind of get the humour as much or, or no. know who he is. So, it's not like he was trolled by Kevin Bridges. It's you me, should it's probably. More. <laughs> you, should, you should know who he is. Like, Kevin Bridges is now like famous across Britain, yeah. maybe even out with that. Uh, but Lemmy, less so. So. If Bridges had done it, you would have thought, a right, lot more niche. Yeah, yeah you should you should know who that is, and that's yeah. on, that's your fault. Um, it's been a, it was kind of but still it was quite funny. Just the use of utter tosh as well. It's such an English expression. <laughs> it was like two countries just going at it. Um, leaving the football for a slide for a sec, but Lemmy's had a, a had a great a great summer because a couple of his um, tweets about um, meeting people, uh, his usual tweet about people dying, I made it onto BBC and Sky. <laughs> Yeah, I saw the one where it was Peter Stringfield. <laughs> Peter Stringfield, yeah. And, and then there's another one as well, but I can't remember who it was. Been a lot of people dying, so. Right, next one is John Hartson claims Dedrick Bayata is worth the same as John Stones, aka otherwise known as 50 million. I should like, say IE there, shouldn't I? I like the fact that John Hartson attempts to uh, talk up Scottish football, but it just it doesn't go about it in the same way that Chris Sutton does. It doesn't and, make any sense, basically. And, uh, exactly, so he kind of leaves himself open to ridicule. He also, in his tweet, he had uh, a capital N for now, and he shouldn't have had that. And, and that's, that's fair enough, I can let him away with that. But he had uh, an exclamation mark after a, after a space. That's unacceptable. No, that is unacceptable. Yeah, and he had a weird hashtag, uh, get to Russia. With with, with <laughs> it's a modern day twist on get to France. <laughs> with um, with this this rating, it'd be quite good to come up with something like a Bayata index. It would be. It would. Uh, I think. I think a TV show should pick that up. Yeah. I think it'd be that would make quite a good feature. Good feature. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is. I mean, <laughs> talk about a massive overreaction to Dejan Bayata played well in three games. Uh, one of which was against Panama. The other was against uh, who else was England's group? Tunisia. Tunisia. They weren't very good either. And the third one was against England reserves, who were actively <laughs> trying not to win the game. Did he play in the? Th- uh, yeah. Oh yeah, so that, that, that was the three games the company came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Fifty million. But yeah, I, I completely agree with what, what Sean says. Like uh, Sutton is, can be quite um, antagonistic and quite controversial, but he all seems to. But without being OTT. He borderline, he, he kind of scrapes the border. Where he straddles that line. Yeah, stra- he does. Um, Hartson, I think he just he just throws wild statements out left, right, centre. It's not fun to listen to. No, I'll look at. <laughs> Next up, we've got Ian McCall. He'll say the same about me. So having to stop. Sorry, Ian McCall having to stop an interview because a seagull died beside him. And it's, it was the fact that he gets like a massive fright because it must like it must hit the deck and then he like he really jumps. Yeah. It's like uh, and then moves away from it as if it's if it has got like rabies. It's like me watching paranormal activity or something. He really like really gets a big massive fright. 
<laughs> a jump scare. The point is that he said, he says something like, because uh, obviously it's like the seagulls are having some kind of tough war right above his head, and he says, uh, there's all these things around us right now, and I'm not very happy with it, let's, and then they all just kind of move aside. He looks, he looks like he's terrified of seagulls. Big fright, and he needs to move away. <laughs> yeah, he, just, he, was, he, he, he did look distraught, <laughs> but yet had no inclination to help it. Dead. Well, how much help can you give a dead seal? It might not have been dead. It might what still the fuck be... are you going to do to a seagull that's in distress? Give it... <laughs> I don't know. You need to explain that to the listeners. <laughs> I can't. I don't want to do that. Joel just basically put his two fingers on the table and pushed them up and down as if he was doing the... What do you call it? Hey, like, no, no, that's no. That's not like, a So you give a seagull a high-wood maneuver because someone's stuck in his beak. <laughs> CPR, 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 CPR. Seagull CPR. So that's what you and McCall should have done. That's what I, that's what I would have done. Right, Celtic fans are raging that their safe standing season tickets are blue. Pettiness, 10 out of 10. I, it's true though. I, I, get really, I get really annoyed at scenarios like this where football fans don't dislike colours of their rivals. Oh really? I'm all for it No it's so like Irrational and daft That's like me saying Oh I fucking hate barcodes Honestly it does my head in Irrational and daft You just described the podcast <laughs> Fucking hate barcodes <laughs> 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 You know, Not a big fan of pandas either. <laughs> you know that uh, the Ray fan that was on um, Beatles about Beatles about. He would have fucking eat backwards. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for this. As a, I disagree with Sean. I'm very much. Uh, well, I'm very much a guy who I don't like green. Uh, if somebody, if I go to the shop and ask for a light on somebody hands me a green one, I'm like, no, can I get another colour, please? Really? <laughs> I, I don't like green. Not for him, but it's for Celtic. I would never wear. Uh, <laughs> I, would, I would never wear anything green as well. I, I just don't like the colour to be fair Yeah, you okay I don't own, a, own anything green Yeah but again it's, it's, it's not a colour that suits me What a bunch of fucking losers <laughs> <laughs> But uh, the club should surely know that The club should surely know that football fans are irrational It's an odd uh, it was, I thought... Especially Old Firm where uh, in certain towns They've had to rebrand Tesco and Subway Because of colour Yeah exactly yeah. I thought it was an odd choice for them to go, right, what, what colour we make these? We need to make them different for the normal season books that are green. I don't know, blue. Any reason wrong with that? No, nothing I can think of. Especially for a club that has, uh, at one point, had a home strip, a waste strip, and a third strip that was all green. <laughs> he said the tickets should be luminous. <laughs> right, Berwick Rangers cancel a friendly after a threat from right-wing extremists. I, I was really annoyed because I have never been uh, to Berwick. And uh, I was quite looking forward to going uh, for the friendly, and then far right extremists got cancelled. Just when I thought I couldn't dislike far right extremists <laughs> anymore, I'm not entirely sure what point they were trying to prove, but proving it in front of uh, 276 football fans, I don't know what what that was going to achieve. Were they, in terms of far right extremists, were they just against anyone from Fife? <laughs> Fair. <laughs> the far right of Scotland. Uh, I don't know, but I did, did have a valid point if they did. <laughs> That's what fire rate extremists tend to do. They go to shite things like this where there's only a couple hundred people because they're actually massive shite bags themselves. But I, I'm, I was trying to think what would have happened. We would just have, we just have looked at them curiously and then paid a tenner to get in. <laughs> <laughs> like nothing would have happened. We might have booed them. Like what's happening here? And then just walked past. Nah, 
Alright, next. I would have booed, yeah, booed them from a safe distance. Oh, I wouldn't have booed them close up, no. No, the shite bags. You've seen that video of Tommy Robinson when he falls over his own arse. Ah, no, but they boys with skinheads and tattoos, I'm not fucking about with it. <laughs> right, into July. Uh, Dundee star Stephen Cocker fighting for Dens Park future after being sent home from club's training camp. We should probably just rewind this on. Uh, having the club turning down what they claimed was a near record fee for the defender is has been released. Pointless. I, I like the fact that if you go to the so the link that we had for this, when you click on it, it's a story and it's saying that he had left the training camp forty eight hours. Uh, before everybody else It didn't give any facts As to why it would be It then speculated That Neil McCann May have fallen out with him It then speculated That Neil McCann Has a history of falling out With people And then I don't think that needs speculated After about eight paragraphs Of literally no facts whatsoever The final sentence is A Dundee spokesman Claimed to return home For a scan <laughs> So <laughs> An entire nonsense story About why he may have been Sent home for misbehaving And then what may have been A bit of fact Right Kind of just slipped in at the end the legend. Even that, the, the spokesperson, I think they, they could have been playing um, kind of fast and true with the, the truth. Fast and loose with the truth. Fast and true with the truth. Fast and true with the truth. Here's the reason! Do you want me to tell you right now? I'll tell you now! <laughs> uh, but it's almost as if that um, that seven figure big bid for Cocker uh, wasn't real. Yeah, that was in Fast and Truth. No, it definitely was. They were playing Fast and True with it. Was it probably not in Norwegian currency? That's what we thought was maybe more because it said it was seven, seven figures. Norwegian currency for seven figures would have made it something like three hundred thousand or something. Yeah. That sounds about. That right. makes more sense. Even then, they would have. Uh, they should have taken it. <laughs> yeah, because it wasn't very good, was it? They should have taken it and invested it all in uh, long-term contracts with Josh Meekins and uh, Kasunga. I think Dundee fans thought he was generally the best defender at the club, but the defence was still a mess. That's probably more to do with the coaching rather they've, than anyone that individual. Every time he's played, they've not looked... Um, you think, oh, I, I, when, when he first came in, I thought that's a really good sign. Uh, he should come up and not get anywhere near Virgil van Dijk, but have that kind of stature mm-hmm. where he's uh, able to uh, carry the ball out and just kind of stroll through matches. He's he's not he didn't improve the defence significantly one bit. You you could argue that he just didn't improve the defence at all. Okay, Aberdeen cancel friendly with Inverness after being ravaged by injury. The best thing about this story is the fact that the on the link the journalist is called uh, Paul Thurt, which made me start thinking about his name. And then if he started calling, if there was someone in his family where they just called all their sons Paul. Because then you'd, you'd have a situation where you remember calling someone like Paul Third the Fourth, <laughs> and I, I don't even know if I read the story. I just ended up thinking about Paul Third. <laughs> Paul Third the Third. And that's really what took up my time when it comes to that story. I think it was T H I R D. It's not Roman numerals. Most T H I R D. The it was just a disastrous pre-season for Aberdeen because uh, Andy Constantine almost killed someone at the uh, the Co- uh, Cove Rangers game. Oh yeah, that of course. Got, yeah. Uh, that got abandoned. I got quite the preparation for the new campaign. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's the start of the season suggests that they are pre-season was shit. <laughs> right, next, Berwick Rangers tweet support for England, and Aussie C asks for a transfer. And uh, the in response, Aussie C tweet got considerably more numbers than the Berwick Rangers tweet. <laughs> Funny that. I suppose they are an English club, further. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. 
Uh, in terms of Aussie C, also he uh, tweeted, um, Berwick Rangers tweeted out the, the team full. Uh, Aussie C wasn't in it. Anyone else for this behaviour? Oh, very much so. Yeah. I remember he, um, he had some kind of Twitter, but it wasn't a Twitter spat with Jim Weir, but he, I remember he tweeted something that was very disparaging about Jim Weir when he was at Fortford as well. I used to beside his ex-girlfriend, I really like him, just because of her. Okay. Very attractive. Thank you. <laughs> Celtic release a Lego bus. Hearts, absolute trendsetters. What more can you say? Yes, these um, piece of rip-off shite. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure how well the Celtic bus sold, but I know the Hearts bus. I was amazed that you checked up on how well the Hearts bus had sold. Did I ever say this on the podcast before, if I just tell you privately? Uh, no, you've, I think you've revealed it on the podcast okay. at least twice. Did you check the Celtic one? No, not, not yet. Did but Celtic market this one in the same manner as Hearts did by, uh, with a video that included explosions and uh, Gary Locke? No, they didn't. It was, it was very low-key, the, the, the marketability, <laughs> but although they, um, they, did have to, they did have someone who appeared to look like Keanu Reeves uh, from The Matrix on it. Can you imagine Gary Locke building anything out of Lego? Imagine him as a child building stuff out of Lego. Oh, another wall, Gary, very good. <laughs> Right, a Rangers fan, maybe more, tweeting Ovi Jaria after the player crosses himself when coming onto the park on the 12th of July. Scottish football. Eh? I mean, that's um, not one bit of that surprises me. <laughs> have you have you read the the rest of that guy's tweets? There was one. I, there was I one can imagine. There's one in particular. His entire timeline is just uh, extremely staunch, apart from one tweet that says, uh, "Retweet if you remember the film Human Traffic." <laughs> Wall to wall staunchness and a Danny Dyer film. <laughs> I think essentially you describing that as a Danny Dyer film. Uh, the fifth most important character in it. I was not impressed by Human Traffic. Oh, I think it's a great film. The only thing is you, get, you can only watch it on like a Thursday or Friday. Mm-hmm. And it makes you really want to have a night out. Kind of what, last time I watched it was on a Sunday. I'm so frustrated by the end of the film. For fuck's sake. Nah, Sundays are for rom coms. <laughs> Good shout. I don't know what this is uh, I didn't check so you, you guys have to fill in on this LinkedIn tro- trolling below flood uh, it was just a, a message I'm not on LinkedIn so I don't know how it works someone popped up and it said uh, perhaps you would like to congratulate Willow Flood for starting a new position as oh, yes. a football player at free agent <laughs> <laughs> just, just just the kind of just the type of notification you want what a uh, what a summer for Willow Flood Back in Fife and people uh, People doesn't know Congratulating them For being a failure <laughs> Right next we've got Andy Rogers uh, On L back to his return To Dunfermline Where he described them As a Was it cheating rat Yeah uh, the, the tweet was The rat is home I can't wait to see him Dive Roll about And cry When the bad lot That's Dunfermline incidentally Finish in a relegation Playoff spot uh, Worst guy I've ever come across In football And that includes Ian McCall Who uh, doesn't attempt To save seagulls uh, then he had a monkey holding his eyes and hashtag LBACRAT and then hashtag cheat. <laughs> he then, uh, there's a lot of replies from the fellow fans, and he said to one of them, Shut your hole, you're mutant. <laughs> where's, where's Andy Rogers from again? Is he, is he West Coast based or? I believe so, but I'm not Central. sure. He really hates Fife. He, he does hate uh, Fife, as he, he absolutely really, hates him. What is What's going on? Has he played for a Fife team? <laughs> 
not as far as I'm aware. I wonder what's happened to him in Fife. He must have had really one really bad night out. And I'm going to say he's been out with more Gelly. <laughs> now, the next thing on this list, can we say this? Hmm. Uh, Let's just say. Right, I'm not sure. Right. <laughs> Let's just say there's, a, funny. there's a lower league footballer <laughs> who is connected. Can we describe him? No. He dives right. around a lot. Okay, that's fine. No more. Uh, but not back to it. A L- lowly footballer who's connected to a hair transplant company which is being... Um, investigated. Investigated, uh, sued by a number of... Uh, so, yeah. By a number of uh, people. You've uh, spoken to one of them. For... Um, yes, Sean. And how, how, much, how much did he spend on his, on his hair? £9,000. And how does his hair look? He doesn't have any. <laughs> so, so, so not good. Uh, yeah, you can search the story. I'm pretty sure the player in question is named in the article, is he not? Yes, yes, yes. Yes. We're just, we're just treading on can, safe, safe ground here. Can we name the club, is it? Because that's when it came to my attention, when somebody who's trying to sue the company tweeted his current football club. Weren't they going to turn up to, um, let's say, they play near a... Near a what? Finish the sentence. Somewhere in rings of cock. <laughs> They play near like something that rhymes with cock. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. sorry. And he looks like every Nazi that Indiana Jones ever punched. <laughs> <laughs> That's surely enough clues. I think we're, we're, we're fine. All we've done is just reveal the kind of story. Yeah. Yeah, so he's involved in a company that's getting sued by a lot of uh, angry bald people. <laughs> <laughs> right. Darian McKinnon attempts a Paninka penalty to win Aki as a bonus point against Livingston in the League Cup. He puts it over the bar and Aki's lays. I actually think this is um, potentially my favourite of the summer. Oh, well, strong. Strong, yeah. It's just uh, McKinnon's reaction. He um, obviously tries Paninka. Darian McKinnon tries a Paninka. Messi's badly and uh, he just it just looks like his soul leaves him. As the ball flops over the uh, flops over the bar, and he kind of just drops down, like he's, he, it was almost like his his top half folds in his uh, folds in his legs, like an accordion. <laughs> Not like um, one of those one of those uh, things you see <laughs> you see outside uh, a car, um, like a um, car garage. Or a cup final, a kind of a cup final, yeah. yeah. I always forget, I always forget their names. Wacky inflatable arm, arm and flailing tube man. Yes, like that, and it's just like someone's deflated it, and it just <laughs> shrunk down. The thing is, he's he's made a, a reasonably good career for himself, which has essentially involved him kicking things really hard. And I thought, well, surely you're going to kick this penalty very hard. No. Yeah, it was the most. That's that's the thing that amused me most. It was the most undaddy McKenna like mm. thing. Right, let's finish off on two Hearts ones back-to-back. Obviously. So, Austin McPhee potentially lying about being wanted by an Indian Super League club. Have they got anything to say about this? I don't know, so I didn't know anything about it, but I, I, thought, it was quite, uh, I thought it was quite good that they made all these, uh, all these claims that it just wasn't the right move for him, and then they just turned around and said, don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't even remotely interested in you. It's one's like with these type of clubs, they, to to give Austin McPhee a bit of uh, backup, they could be wondering you've got you've gone through agents 
and someone's offered something, and, mm-hmm. uh, something like that. But um, Opie has lied about it. That's what I would have done is to, to, to say face like ah, they really wanted to me. Like it's like a story from Jay from In Between Us. All I can say is that I have been told that there are people at heart who are sceptical. This this took place that they wanted them. So he has gone for a J from In Between Us. Ah, for me seventy million. They might not. They. Might not know themselves if Foster McPhee says, Oh, I've had this offer, uh, I'd like to go speak to them. The club might not necessarily know, so they're just could just be like fans in this instance, but they would maybe have a better idea than the rest of us. And I've heard that people within hearts are like, mm, Not sure that happened. Didn't happen of the year awards, Austin McPhee. Oh. Uh, I've, seen, uh, I've seen a few, uh, didn't happen of the year. That's getting nowhere near. <laughs> And the final one, Hearts played an eligible player against Cove Rangers after administrative error in January. You know, you know, after um, after this uh, start Hearts have had, I, I'm really glad this has happened uh, because I can say there, uh, I can say I was there when Hearts made a complete wreck on of it. And Hearts were basically it was a bit of a whitewash, wasn't it? Then the punishment it was like, we'll take points off you, but not enough that knock you at the league. It's, it's fantastic because uh, Hearts are still on course for an unbeaten season. So it's not ruined. It's not they've not they had a three 0 victory uh, given to Cove, um, so the the win still stands. Oh yeah, because they were just given a, the the win still stands. They were just given a two point deduction. Yeah, it was a very level headed and uh, rational comment on the article that I read about this, and uh, Hearts fan said that Anne Bud should resign. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going for that because I've just seen the site it was on. It's like, yeah, it's definitely not a level where you'd comment on that. He also <laughs> spelled this way D I S W A D. Do you get what? D I S W A D E. That's a very literal way of spelling it. Um, the, the great thing about that was Hearts was the. It was the most pointless bringing Andy Irving on was the most pointless thing, uh, the most pointless substitution because uh, Levine went from I think it was it was like a three five two to a three six one no no a three six one with four certain midfielders. <laughs> right, uh, this is nearly as done. However, one more thing on the agenda: body old trolls, Stefan <laughs> Stefan Bienkowski. <laughs> Stepping for Craig uh, Telfer. I probably, probably wouldn't have the balls to do this usually, but I'm pissing Good off enough. to America for three weeks, so it gives a fuck. Uh, you're going to see him tomorrow as well. At the nutmeg event. I think there's still tickets, is there? Yes, uh, I think there's 200 tickets sold. Tickets left? <laughs> I hope so. Uh, 200 tickets sold. Uh, I think there's a handful left. Okay, so you and Stefan are going to be so. So if you if you want to if you want to, uh, to hear me trash talk Craig Fowler and uh, just brown nose folk, <laughs> then, yeah, come on. Right. So uh, yesterday, while I was at the gym, actually, is when I first noticed this. Uh, so maybe the fact that the adrenaline was pumping kind of forced my hand into my reaction, but otherwise I might have just ignored it. But Stefan quote tweeted the tweet, team of the week, uh, which you probably know that I do every week, and uh, said that it made him, and I quote, really uncomfortable. That uh, the team of the week comprises of players from every single division. Uh, to which I replied, "Just as well, no one fucking asked you then." <laughs> which was, is not, not the most mature of responses. I will, I will I, put my hands up to say. I was surprised at your response, but then I suppose I was surprised by the the, the choice of language in the initial tweet. So it's really like, uncomfortable. It, it sounds like I mean that sounds like the behaviour of like say a, a, a drunk stepfather. 
<laughs> Hvad hedder den her spjælfjælpe? Så jeg kan næsten sige noget mere, before I I've launched and a bit more. Well, uh, okay, I'll defend the team of the week as well. Do. No, no, I, 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 I found the whole the whole thing amusing. I'm glad it happened. It gave me a, it gave me a good chuckle. But yeah, I the the, the whole because I, I messaged you saying the, the the really uncomfortable thing and with lots of laughing emojis. And, I mean, if that makes you if that gets your um gets you pissed off or makes you feel really uncomfortable, then dearie me, right. it's, it's, it's just strange. Yeah, the team of the week. So the, the SPFL asked me to do the team of the week. I was, I was originally asked, oh God, about three or four years ago now. Um, and when I was asked to do it, it was kind of the emphasis. I was The emphasis was on representing every single week. Because, I mean, at the time, I don't think there was many other team of the weeks out there, but there certainly is now. But it was, it, it was from the league. They didn't want to just kind of focus on the teams at the top who are winning all the time because, what's, for the SPFL's point of view, what's really the point in that? Rangers and Celtic and their marketing departments <laughs> certainly have more money than the league in general. So they're, they're wanting to showcase kind of other clubs and just kind of promote the, the whole four leagues, which, thanks, fair enough. So over time as well, I just kind of thought, well, not only will I try and pick someone to each team, but unless it's an exceptional circumstance, I'll also just try and pick one player as well. Because there should be enough performances through the through the four divisions that you can make up a decent team. It's hard of some weeks than others. Sometimes nobody ever comments on their goalkeeper being any good. Um, and then you're like, who the hell just had a good game and goals? Then you just watching highlights of the fucking Berwick games. Going, is, is he making any good saves? <laughs> I've been on this for four hours And so that's what it's about it, It's fairly If you don't want A team of the week That incorporates All four divisions Well then Check out Chris Sutton's one Or check out Joel's one It's perfectly straightforward Because that's If you want to be true to What a team of the week is It's going to be the- I'm involved in that Fact that he says football <laughs> That's what I stand on the tennis <laughs> Well you didn't want me To say it was you didn't no, I don't care if people okay. arrest me. Yeah, yeah the terrace. But as one. I said, yeah, it's under the terrace because I'm involved and I'm just going to start choosing all my own players. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a terrace, sorry. It's a terrace that does it, but it's Joel that picks it. I'm sure we can pick it up for Joel whenever he's on holiday or whatever, and somebody else will do it. I'll just pick my uh, side or just put my own team. <laughs> just hearts all over yeah. Regardless of result. So th- there are alternative options so I really don't understand what the kind of problems Rob McLean's one as well you, you can't forget yeah Rob there's Rob, Rob McLean's one as well and those are kind of sticking to the truest sense of team of the week because it's the best players from the top flight and the best players from the top flight will probably be the best players through the leagues as a whole because they're naturally better players it would be a very very dull team of the week if you were to do it absolutely yes the, the best players that mm-hmm. Saturday because you'd have seven Celtic players in it yeah is that something something, something they noted it's, it's, it's nice to see uh, like um, I don't know uh, Olivia and Cham in midfield with some jobber from Ray Fovers. <laughs> it was Blair Austin at the weekend. I think. Yeah, it was. Um, and but, the, fi- the final point to make is that he said to somebody else, I don't know why they don't just do a team for every league. It's <laughs> like, well, Stefan, because he didn't get paid much for this. And <laughs> trying to find an entire fucking league from League Two. For an entire fucking team for League 2 players would be impossible unless I had about 8 hours in which to do it. And the contacts of basically everybody at all these clubs. Because this week I didn't include a single player from a League 2 team because no, none of the home teams won. So none of the home fans were saying he played well. And nobody travels to the games, or not many people travel to the games who are kind of present on social media or like forums or whatever because there's only about, you know, 300 of them at home games. 
So that was it. I couldn't, I couldn't pick anybody. I couldn't pick anybody for League Two at all. The only, the only player I saw anybody rave about was Blair Henderson for Edinburgh City, and he didn't even score. So it's it was, it's it was, it's it's easy. It was they got to get in front of Liam Buchanan or uh, oh wait no he didn't even make it either but yeah. he, he was another one who played really well but didn't score so he yeah. didn't make it so uh, Andy Jackson made it because he got a double and along with Dobby and somebody else that's what you, you get when you're at the top you're, you're there to be shot down <laughs> I'm just looking forward to uh, your team of the years uh, at the end of the season that's always that's always funny <laughs> the the, ang- the the aggro you get from that it's like you just you just uh, see people re- reply and get so angry about something that really and the whole grand th- grand scheme of things doesn't matter it's a bit of fun mm-hmm. there's other places you go on the website to uh, to relieve yourself of um, any stresses or strains rather than argue about on Twitter I can tell you that I think you meant the internet not the website not the SPFL website <laughs> no 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 oh yeah I made a, made a no hunt of that one yeah and, and other, other places in the world where you it's a secret door a secret <laughs> trap door on the, on the SPFL website where you go on and you see some naughty things it could be a good idea for the SPFL to run that up there secret porn yeah read, uh, run that bladder run up, run up the flagpole <laughs> can you use that picture of Jim Leishman in a onesie <laughs> right that's us. Thank you very much for listening. That's going to be hot and steamy. Yeah, hopefully we'll be back uh, next week at the usual times, but if not, I've already explained why. Uh, Joel, say goodbye. Goodbye. You're going to, you're going to say something there. No, I was just going to say, uh, I was thinking about changing up the dates next uh, the days next week because Scotland play on the Monday. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll see who's, who's all available. And stuff. Right. Sean, say goodbye. Goodbye. I'm Craig Fowler saying goodbye, and I'll speak to you again in three weeks. Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.